Please, bitch. Put the game on, man. I'm trying to see what Luca and them boys gonna do tonight, man. Mavs outside this podcast. Y'all know what time it is. Welcome back yet again to another edition of the Mavs Outsiders Podcast. I am your host, as always, Mike Bibbins on Twitter at Bibbs Corner. On Instagram at MBibs. Find me on my website, bibbscorner.com. Definitely going to be bringing the content up moving into the new year. Joined as always by my partner in crime, Maurice Williams, at Mind of Reese, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube. Reese, how you doing? Doing good, you know. Uh, we got a win. Uh, I got two wins that game. Uh, got a win in Dorian Finney Swift. Got the rebound prop for me. So, you know, uh, don't look like that. Please, come on, man. <clears throat> Do your thing, man. Do your thing. You man, haven't seen me on the timeline acting outrageous You're right. with the bet. So, you know, I, I've, I've relaxed some. Okay. I'll allow it. <clears throat> How are you doing, Biz? Oh, I'm doing good. You know, um, I just finished my last class. <laughs> <laughs> you know what? You're absolutely correct. I didn't even throw it back. I didn't bounce it back. I didn't ask quiet. how you was doing. Oh, <laughs> man. It got real quiet. And in my head, I'm like, why he ain't saying nothing? <laughs> so, when you said... Oh yeah, Bibbs, I'm doing good. I'm like, dang, one of his personalities coming out again. I was like, oh, I didn't. My bad. It's, it's all good. It's all good. I got you. Um, but yeah, I, I finished my last like class class for mm-hmm. this degree. Uh, so I just have to do like a big project at the end. We'll see how 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 strenuous they decide to make it. But uh, the finish line is near. Uh, so it's time to get some other things in motion. It's close. It's close. That means uh, you the semester should be over now, right? Or close. Yeah, December, the, the fall semester is over. So right. <clears throat> turning in my last assignments on Friday. Just waiting for the grades to come through. It's all good. I got the, the A anyway. I already know that. Gotcha, so, gotcha. Um, so uh, I don't want to put you on the spot on the podcast, but since we already recording live, I got to ask, what's up with the GOAT series, brother? Like, uh, <laughs> <laughs> So I'm glad you asked. All right. It was a weird week for me. Um, it's been a weird so few what, weeks. So what had happened was I was going to record it this week. Okay. But then I realized that usually the, the, the week for the class ends on Sunday. So assignments are due on Sunday. But for the last week, it always ends on a Friday. So my timeline for when I had to do classwork, and I had four assignments this week, moved up. Like Monday through Friday, I had to get these four assignments done. So uh, the day I was going to record, I ended up having to do two assignments that ended up being due Wednesday instead of Thursday. And then it just kind of threw off my whole plan. So what I'm going to do is double up this week. Uh, I think we play the Lakers on Wednesday. Yes. So I'm planning to record Wednesday slash Thursday, and the episodes will come out Thursday slash Friday. So I might might double up, might do them back to back, but they'll come out at the end of this week. I'm going to do two episodes Try to get through 20 people. Again, I'm going to do the refresher on the people that have already come out because it's been forever. Um, <clears throat> and I do apologize. Also going to get to start getting the written pieces out so you can have the uh, the rankings and the lists. This year, I'm going to break it down by era as well. Uh, I'm going to break it down by position. 
Like once everything is out, I'm gonna go through an era position. So you can have all the different variations of greatest of all time. So I'm excited about it. <clears throat> oh, I'm also gonna do an episode where I talk about uh my list versus the NBA's list as well. So Okay. <clears throat> okay. One uh, more you... thing. Okay, go ahead. Before we get into um the Mavs talk, I have something I wanna run by you. It literally just came to mind. Live, okay. <clears throat> um Spider-Man No Way Home comes out this week. I'm going to see it Thursday. I saw that you're going to see it Friday, correct? Yes. So, I know it's been a while. Do you want to do something? Do you want to do a do you want to get together do a review? Now, here's the thing. We can I know you haven't been on your uh movie review podcast in a while. We can do it on there or we could do it a special episode here if you want. Uh and the people that's listening to this, I know y'all, you know, if if y'all would like that, let us know. Uh, I'm just saying, like, whether here or his podcast, if y'all would like to hear that, let us know. But what's, you know, uh, you ain't got to give me an answer right now, but, you know, just throwing yeah, it out um, there. <clears throat> definitely, like I said, class is over, so that's mm-hmm. a burden off my back. I don't got to think about nothing school-related till January, at least. So the rest of the month is me lining up the, the moves for the coming year. And there is a move coming with the movie podcast situation. Okay. Uh, so yeah, I'm, I'm down either way. Uh, if you think it'd be better to do it on this page, if the people are fine with that, by all means, that's where the well, I do have pretty good subscribers. Like we can go another way. Um, <clears throat> yeah, it could go either way. It could go either way. I don't care. I'm down to talk about it. Yeah, I'm 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 excited. So you know, hopefully, <sighs> I better not catch no spoilers on Thursday or Friday. Hey, look, when you you only get on Twitter, so you'll be fine. Just start muting stuff. I right. muted everything. Like I haven't yeah. seen anything about a spider on Twitter. I'm kind of like, annoyed because, <laughs> like, once that last trailer <laughs> dropped, they started releasing TV spots and 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 clips. I'm like, I'm not watching any of this. Yeah, I, like every I, time I turn on a game or something, I'm seeing Spider Man on my screen. Like, yo, I'm not trying to see this. Like I, the trailers that I watched was enough. It didn't give much away that I didn't already know. So I'm ready for you know. I'm ready for the movie at this point. So, okay, yeah, okay. all right. So we getting a little. We went a minute <clears throat> over mm-hmm. where I wanted to be. I'm, I, so what I'm trying to do, y'all. I'm trying to. I'm trying to do this for y'all. I'm trying to be more paying attention to the time. Trying to be more conscious of how much random talking we're doing. Let's be honest. We doing it for us too. We don't want to be up here all day talking e- exactly. about the damn team. Exactly. Like we we don't really. I mean, we communicate during the week, but we don't really need to talk about the things that we we usually right. talk about. So this is us our time too. Y'all are y'all are listening into us having a conversation. This is our bonding time. Something like that. Pause. Uh, <clears throat> so anyway, uh, this was an interesting week in Dallas Mavericks basketball, all the way to, around, to say the least. Uh, we have four games, right? Yes. Uh, one, two, three. Yes, four games. Uh, we 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 were prepared for the Grizzlies rematch. Uh, we had the Brooklyn game. We had the the first matchup against Carlisle, and then we had what we thought was going to be an easy game against the Thunder. None of none of those things went as as planned, really. Um, Carlisle got COVID. <clears throat> uh, the Grizzlies game. We'll talk about that in a minute. And uh, this Thunder game was uh, us without Luca. On top of the basketball, Mark Cuban decided to get on Twitter and say some things, have people upset. And since we are the Mavs outsiders, we're going to have some outsider talk. 
in the middle of the podcast for y'all. But before we get into all of that, let's get into these games. So the first game of the week <clears throat> was that Brooklyn Nets game. We did catch an L. I'm not sure if y'all were aware. And in that game, Tim Hardaway Jr., was it Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie, Reggie Bullock? 0 for 13-3. Could not hit a three to save our lives. KP was aggressive inside early. <clears throat> Turned into a jump shooter late in the game. A nice trend for him being aggressive early. Like he, he psychs himself up. Yeah, I'm going to be aggressive. I'm going to be a big man. And then by the second half, he turns into a shooting guard. Uh, it's like Cinderella with the pumpkin and all that. Oh, my goodness. That's a perfect analogy. That's a perfect analogy. <laughs> like uh, like Cinderella, you know, fantastic, elegant. She's a superstar at night. Soon as that tw- clock hit midnight, she turned into a bum again. So Right. Right. That's he gets me excited. I'm like, yo, this is the KP we need. This is the KP. And then I'll be forgetting he on the court in the second half. So I was uh, about to say something <clears throat> that I cannot say. <laughs> I cannot say that. Oh man. I was about to mention an app and it would be like promoting it. And I shouldn't do oh, that considering okay. who our sponsor is. So mm. <clears throat> glad I caught that. Shout out DraftKings. Shout out to DraftKings. Um what else we got? DFS was hitting his shots in this game. Somebody had to. So welcome sight. Uh, Luca played great early, had a bad third quarter as well. Then he was okay late in the game. Um, now, it was a game early on. It was a game the whole game, actually. And that's because the Nets have similar issues that we have uh, outside of their big two. <clears throat> Not a lot of sexy things going on with the roster. Patty Mills is nice as a vet who can get some buckets, uh, but no big man really. Claxton is is fine from time to time, but he's not holding it down as a, a starting caliber center. And um, the difference in this game was KD was the best closer on the court. He took care of business down the stretch. Uh, first half, <clears throat> the Mavs were 14 of 15 in the paint. Second half, they were two of three in the paint. Shout out to Josh Bow. And I believe Josh Green, I don't know if he had both of them. He had at least one of those second half paint points. It was a steal breakaway layup. So <clears throat> Josh Green had at least 50% of our inside production in this game in the second half. Your thoughts on that game, if you had any? Um, I know we pressed for time, so I'm going to try to make it quick. But this was just another showing of the Mavs. I don't want to necessarily say collapsing in the second half because I feel like when you say collapse, in my mind, that's, oh, man, we had a great lead. We had the game in our hands, and in the second half, we collapsed and gave it away. Like you said, this was close most of the game. The Nets just closed better than we did. Uh, The Mavs still are adjusting to the new basketball, so obviously uh, three-point shooting was awful. Uh, I know you said Bullock and uh, Timmy, but I, I just uh, Luca shot three for eleven. Porzingis shot one for five. Like you said, in the second half, turned into a jump shooter. Bullock shot zero for six. Timmy shot zero for seven. Uh, Maxi Kleber shot zero for two, and Frank shot zero for three. Uh, just a bad showing, and it was one of those moments that reminded me of the Carlisle Mavs, where 
Um, it's clear that our shots weren't falling and we weren't trying to get offense any other way. Uh, we either can't or just simply don't. I think it's both, actually. I think it's both. Uh, yeah. We didn't because I think they realized that we can't. Um, uh, this is one of those games where Luka just has to take over. And when I say take over, I don't mean make, take those hero threes. I know we like to step back when it goes in, but it frustrates <laughs> me a lot when he goes to that when I know for a fact no one on the nets can defend him. Uh Attack the paint, get to the line. If you make the free throws, you make them. If not, whatever. But I prefer you to get to the line. Stop dishing it out to these bums who are not making their shots. It costs us the game, if we're being honest. Our bad shooting costs us the game. And sticking to that bad shooting definitely costs us the game. But that's my thoughts. And I think, again, that's a main thing for us as a team is that when our shots aren't falling, we don't have enough guys that can go out there and manufacture a bucket. Mm-hmm. Or in, and then, well, no, I'm going to save that for a little bit later. Um, <laughs> so that's really all there is to say about that Nets game. So moving on to Memphis, again, they they got us. Desmond Bain had 29, looked like Prime DeRozan on us. And then said, you know, I don't know if that Josh Green kid that he drafted ahead of me even played, did he? They basically bullied the Mavericks into playing Josh Green. So in between, we played the Nets. Josh Green got some minutes in the Nets game. We saw some good things. We hoped that that meant he was going to get some minutes against Memphis, and he did. So in that Memphis game, we did get the W, 104-96. My key notes from that game were that uh, Moses played. First quarter minutes, got on the offensive glass, was an actual defensive presence. Uh <clears throat> Josh Green got an early dunk on a cut, uh, had a uh, possession on the fast break where he faked the pass and got into the pull-up midi, splashed it, looked like a basketball player. Uh, there was a quote that I had here. It was a Twitter quote. Let me pull it up real quick. I had a couple of them. When talking about Moses as a defensive presence, he's not the most physical guy, but he's big and long and he knows it. He knows how to get in the way, use verticality, et cetera, and so forth. It deters people just by him being around, which is the complete opposite of the Dwight Powell experience. Guys see Dwight Powell, or excuse me, guys drive at Dwight Powell like they don't see him. Right. They drive at him like there's a guard in the paint. I said, uh, I tweeted, uh, Dwight Powell is a ghost on defense. Guys just go right through him. Uh, Jared Young or at JT Young 18 said Dwight the friendly ghost. That's tough. That's a tweet. That's that's a tweet. I'm about to retweet it right now for the timeline. One more time. <laughs> <clears throat> um, so yeah, that's that. Oh, wait. I think I retweeted it on Optimus Big. Let me fix that. <laughs> Uh, Retweeted it from the wrong page. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fuck it. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, but yeah, that's and that's the type of thing that that kind of annoys me as a fan to to see that glaring of a difference. I don't give a damn how many screens Dwight Powell is setting. He ain't making up, and that's not making up for him being completely invisible on the defensive end. And I'm tired of them telling me it is. There has to be a legitimate reason for Dwight Powell still starting and getting all of these minutes, and I don't see it. It's like 
if Dwight Powell was one of those centers where, you know, uh, he doesn't have much of an impact on defense, but he impacts the game other places. He crashes the glass or uh, he um, he opens the defense up with his ability to roll to the basket, his rim running ability. None of those things are true. Right. Uh, you didn't ask yet, but my main takeaway from this game, Moses Brown played eight less minutes and was more productive than our starting center. I have a Jason Kidd quote about uh, Moses Brown, if you want me to read that one. And he played five less minutes than Maxi Kleber and was more productive. But <laughs> go ahead. Uh, so uh, Jason Kidd's quote on Moses. Uh, give the stat line if you, if you got it. Uh, Moses Brown had 9.7 rebounds, one steal, and two blocks. Shot one for four from the field, but went to the line eight times. Which means he played like a big in the paint. Went up when he was in the paint. Shot seven of eight from his free throws. It wasn't pretty, but them bitches went in. Long Free throws are still points. I don't care how you get it. Long as you get it. Dwight Powell's not going to the line. <clears throat> Maxie's not going to the line because he's barely ever in the paint to begin with. Right. And there was some type of stat that ESPN, or no, that the PR team put out about his productivity and his limited time. I think he was like the first player uh, this year to do what he did in less than 15 minutes um, or something like that. So those are Boban numbers. If we being honest. Yeah. Cause again, the league has gone small. Mm-hmm. So when you put a big dude out there, people, Oh, the big guy can get played off the court center and so forth. Advantages. This, uh, mismatches go both ways. Thank you. If you put a gigantic person on the court and actually use <laughs> them, the team with no bigs on the court now has to deal with that. Somebody's going to budge first. Right. So how did they deal with it? They fouled him, and he made his free throws. So that wasn't an advantage for them. It's that simple. So then they have to put Adams back on the court, and now there goes their advantage in in going small ball. And Steven Adams usually isn't playing heavy minutes in the second half of Memphis Grizzly games. We changed their entire game plan just by using Moses. And we won. And won the game. But you got the Jason Kidd quote. Go ahead. <clears throat> Jason Kidd said he comes early to the arena on games day, game days and he prepares as if he's going to play, knowing that he probably is not going to play. I felt tonight would be a good time to get him into the rotation, and he was great for us. Jason Kidd, why? Jason Kidd. Take your time, brother. He prepares to play as if he's going to play. Prepares for the game as if he's going to play, even though he knows he's not going to play. There is zero justification for that. Zero. You're basically telling us, oh, yeah, I see he puts in the effort, but he ain't going to play. He's, I ain't going to say these mean words I'm thinking about saying. Jason, baby. For, what, what is the reason? What What is the reason that, that he needs to be, you need to be out here talking about even though he know I ain't going to play him. Why are you not? Why is he? Why? What has he not done to earn playing time consistently? I need an answer. I need an answer because from what I'm seeing on the court, it's not justified. There have been zero times where he came on the court and played worse than the other centers. Zero. Don't even come at me with that Cleveland Cavalier game bullshit. Jared Allen is dom- did the same shit to, to Rudy Gobert they, that he did to they, Moses. They running the monsters out there. And what he did was more resistance than the rest of them boys was offering because when Moses didn't come back in in that other game 
against Cleveland. It became Lob City. They were dunking on our necks. There was nobody around. Nobody got cooked because nobody was guarding them. They were wide open. I would rather watch some dude get cooked or commit a foul than watch centers just dunk with no resistance. I know y'all not used to seeing centers play basketball, but usually they put themselves in positions to block shots and get fouled sometimes. Our centers get out of the way and let people dunk on their necks. I know that's what y'all are used to, but I prefer seeing a dude at least trying, whether he's getting bodied or not. I, I could not care less. I just need the effort, baby. I prefer I just, my big man to have balls. Pause. I'm saying. And not in their face, getting dunked on. Facts. That's that's my preference. But, you know, that, maybe I'm weird. I don't know. Uh, anything else you need to say about that game? Hell no. Oh, I we did ain't. have one more. <clears throat> what is it? So Reggie Bullock was asked again in that game, and he had a quote after the game. Um, in the Grizzlies game? That's this is where it looked like December 8th. What day was that? He, Reggie Bullock wasn't asked that game. Was he asked? Oh, no. That was the first game he played well. Yeah, yeah, read yeah. his stat line. Read his stat line. Read his stat line. 15 points, two rebounds, four assists, one steal, one block, shot five for seven from field, and four from six from the three-point line. Okay, so Reggie Bullock had his first good game in forever and started talking crazy. So Reggie Bullock, after his best night shooting as a Mav on Jason Kidd's constant motivation, he don't really care if the motherfucker hits the side of the backboard as long as you got the confidence to really keep shooting and believing in your shot and in your work ethic. Remember that. Remember that quote. I'll read it one more time, just in case <laughs> y'all didn't hear the whole quote. Um, let me go back <clears throat> to the quote. This was from Callie Kaplan. She reported this. Uh, again, Reggie Bullock on Jason Kidd's constant motivation. He don't really care if the motherfucker hits the side of the backboard as long as you've got the confidence to really keep shooting and believing in your shot and in your work ethic. All right, let's move on to the next game. So the next game of the week was against the Indiana Pacers. Oh, Lord. Indiana Pacers have publicly said that they are selling everything. Buy it now. Get it while it's hot. Rebuild time. Sabonis is on the block. Miles Turner is on the block. Karis Levert is on the block. And speaking of them boys being on the block, they were on the block in the game as well. Getting mad buckets on our throats. Hey, and next, man, that 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 ain't that, <clears throat> that 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 one ain't work. Why not? <laughs> they was on the block. What block? The bonus was on the block. Yeah, the oh, low okay. block on the, right. on the post. Come on, son. All right, all right. They was getting internal buckets. Miles Turner, seventeen to ten. Karis Levert, twenty six six five, two steals and a block. Sabonis, 24-10-7 assists. The boys hooped. Mavericks took an L, one hundred six to ninety three. Miles Turner cryptically tweeted a house and said home after the game. The homie Lauren Gunn posted some some screenshots of Sabonis with the whisper mouth with Luca hey, and K. There was a lot of talking going on. <laughs> oh man. So I wanted to make a mean joke on that tweet, but I ain't had the heart. <laughs> you gonna say um, it here? <laughs> I might I might say this is my platform. Fuck it. I say what I want. <laughs> My joke was uh, Luca was asking Sabotis how he can get out of this his, a bad situation. Um, and Sabotis was telling him, hey, man. I think I did tweet this eventually. I, I hesitated at first, though, because I, I saw the tweet immediately and was going to do it, but I hesitated. Um, yeah, man, just uh, com- 
continue to take blame for another year or two. After that, start questioning your teammates publicly. <laughs> and then tell give Mark an ultimatum in year three. So uh Chris, Chris from Hoop Spaces, <clears throat> shout out Chris, had tweeted out caption this uh this pick and I, I said think that's um, I, did it. I said it from DeMontis to Bonus's perspective, I said we're gonna get Carlisle out, then we're gonna get you out too. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. Oh man. Yeah. So we caught an L in that game. <clears throat> so coming off his big game, mm-hmm. Reggie Bullock's big day, uh, he proceeded to go 0 for 2 from the field. Didn't have the confidence to keep letting that bitch fly. I was wondering what happened to, you know, yeah, letting that bitch fly. Where's the confidence, brother? Two shots? I mean, goddamn, we signed you to shoot and in play 20, defense. In 21 minutes and 28 seconds, took two shots. Can we just run down the starters box score? Go for it. I'm going to let you handle that. Dorian Finney-Smith played 37 minutes of NBA basketball and walked away with four points, six rebounds, shot one for three and 0 of one from three-point range. All right. Luka Doncic, KP, did they thing. I don't even need to read that box scores. That's not why we're here. Next, Dwight Powell, starting center. Played 22 minutes, came away with two points, five rebounds, two assists, shot one shot all game. One shot all game. The center shot one shot all game. He made it, but, you know, one shot. And, of course, Reggie Bullock, who played 21 minutes, came away with zero points. He did get a rebound, though, so it wasn't the Tony Snell game. He did get a rebound, but shot 0 for 2. The shooter that we were supposed to go get this offseason. That's that's what he did. Tim Hardaway Jr. had 15 points, but he was one for nine from three. Um, did Maxi even get a shot off? He was 0 for 2 from three. He had two points. <sighs> oh, Moses Brown played nine minutes, got five points and a rebound. Um, he took three shots. So I'm going to say something about that game. So an observation that I had about during that game was the way the Pacers played us was perfect defensively. Their defensive strategy was perfect. And I'm not surprised because Rick Carlisle knows who the players that he just left are. They were staying home on the shooters on the perimeter, weren't letting them get wide open like everybody else does for whatever reason. It doesn't hurt other teams to leave them wide open, but they weren't letting them get open. And they have no other way of manufacturing a bucket. That's why they barely took any shots. Luca and KP had to work in the pick and roll, pick and pop. That's the only way we were getting any offense at all. Jalen Brunson can dribble a little bit. He has some points. Tim Hardaway Jr. was putting it on the floor every now and then. He got some points. Everybody else can't dribble. Nobody has a post game. So they got one, two weird shots here and there. That's it. Our team, we have no hoopers. They are not. They are not hoopers. They're barely basketball players. Facts. They have one skill on the offensive side of the ball, at and best. They barely do that well. Allegedly, one skill. We were exposed in that game. If every team wanted to play us like that, we'd be in some trouble. No, we wouldn't be in trouble. We'd be in a lottery. <clears throat> we would easily be in a lottery. 
because they're the the number of dudes that can dribble on this team is very low and the so for whatever reason some of the dudes that can don't get no minutes but again we're gonna get into that in a minute we're gonna get into that in a minute uh let me make sure i didn't have anything else i wanted I've to seen say more dudes that can dribble in a handicap home you know what i'm gonna let that one go i'm gonna let that one go <clears throat> anything else we need to say about this game nope all right let's move on so today the day we're recording this we played the oklahoma city thunder <clears throat> we found out before the game that my dream about luca has come true they're finally gonna shut him down as boy, they should. boy been moving around like a 60 year old for the past couple months feels Maybe like he's off that ankle hill <clears throat> lose some weight Man, they gonna have to sit him in a sauna or something. Um, <laughs> um, Lock the fridge, <clears throat> something. So Lucas shut down. <clears throat> we know he wasn't gonna play tonight. We know he's not gonna play against the Hornets. I would love for him not to play against the Lakers as well. He needs a couple weeks, in my opinion. Yep, I agree. Got to stay off that ankle. I would rather us lose games right now. And you know what? We should be able to win most of these games. In the let next these dudes two weeks. figure it out. Yeah, find out what we got. I, I think we know. <laughs> Expose that we don't have shit. Start Frank. We're going to get there in a minute. We're going to get there in a minute. Um, <clears throat> so, yeah, Lucas shut down. Meant that we were going to depend on the rest of our guys against a Oklahoma City Thunder team, which appears to be trying to tank, um, even though some of their players aren't tank-type players. And I feel sorry for them. Sterling Brown still out. Willie Colley Stein still out with pers- for personal reasons. We have no uh, information on what that could be. Hope he's okay. The Bibbs agenda is in motion. <laughs> the Bibbs agenda is in motion after this game. So first of all, the bench outscored the starters 54 to 49, I believe it was, uh, in this game. Jalen Brunson got the start. Oh, instead of Luca, so it was the regular starters besides him, Dwight Powell, Kristaps Porzingis, uh, what's the other dude named? Dorian Finney Smith and Reggie Bullock. Go ahead and run through the starters numbers if you want. <clears throat> Jalen Brunson with eighteen points, nine rebounds, three assists, shot six of fourteen from the field and one of four from three. Kristaps Porzingis with 13 points in 29 minutes, seven rebounds, three assists, one block, shot six of 17 from the field, and only shot 0 of three from the arc. Dorian Finney-Smith, eight points, six rebounds, five assists, three steals, two blocks, stat sheet stuffer type game. Uh, Only shot three of 10 from the field and two of five from three, though. Reggie, Mr. Let That Motherfucker Fly Bullock. With only six points in 26 minutes, four rebounds, two assists, two of five from the field, and one of four from three. And Dwight Powell played 12 minutes this game. Hopefully that's his average for the rest of the season. Uh, With four points, four rebounds, and shot one of three from the field. One of those misses being a three-point attempt. For what reason? Dwight Powell's scoring was an offensive rebound and putback in like the first minute of the game. And then two free throws, free throws. later. 
after he got that offensive rebound and put back, it looked like a real big man move. Went up and got it with two hands strong. Went back up, hands on the glass. You know how did how you do it? And as soon as that bitch went through the hole, I was about to say, "Hey, Dwight Powell looking like a real big man," but then the ball hit him in the face, and he had to come out of the game. That's embarrassing, man. <laughs> so when he came out of the game, again, this is like a minute into the game. Moses Brown came in, first possession on defense, big block, came down the other end. I don't know, was it an offensive? Re- yeah, offensive rebound, three dudes on him, power dribble, bucket. And then Dwight Powell came back in. Dwight Powell was a gag character. Like, this is this is an alternate universe where you in high school and it's that dude on the bench who never plays the coach puts him in in like the last minute of a blowout. And this is like an alternate universe where instead of the last minute of a blowout, he starts. He's the coach's son. Yeah. He's Mark Cuban's son is what, what he is at this point. Everybody knows he don't belong there, but nobody says anything because he's Mark Cuban's son. I'm tired of looking at him. I'm because the locker room likes him. I'm tired of looking at him. Let's look at the bench. So we said the bench outscored the starters. Uh, you might think that was Tim Hardaway. Give me Tim Hardaway's stat line real quick. <laughs> six points, five rebounds, three assists, shot two of nine from the field, and two of six from three-point range. Tim bombs away, Junior. So <clears throat> I said the agenda was in motion. Moses Brown paid 20 minutes tonight. 20 minutes and 20 seconds. 15 points. Six boards, two blocks, and a steal. Five for six from the field. Five for eight from the free throw line. Two offensive rebounds. When Moses Brown was on the court, we looked like a basketball team. Why? Oh, you know what? I'm. I'm. Before I do get into that, Josh Green, 18 minutes 26 seconds. Keep in mind, Reggie Bullock played 26 minutes. Tim Hardaway played 23 minutes. Dorian Finney-Smith, 28 minutes. Josh Green played 18 and a half minutes, eight points, five boards, two assists, and a steal. Three for five from the field, one for two from three, one for two from the line. He had a nice offensive rebound as well. Played good defense. Reggie Bullock was getting sautéed. Start Josh Green, sit Reggie Bullock. That's the agenda right there. Now, I'm going to throw this last one in here. This is kind of an extra one. Frank Nielakina didn't play to the last couple minutes. He got in. He had a nice between-the-legs step-back jumper on the baseline. When Frank Nielakina had the ball in his hands, he was one of three people that could dribble. He was one of two people that looked like a basketball player that was dribbling. And the other one was Trey Burke. Jalen Brunson, I don't know what the fuck he is doing. But it ain't playing being a point guard. Every single time down the court, there was somebody open for a wing shot or, or or Moses was in the lane. Can't get him the ball. How can you not get a seven foot two guy the ball? I don't care how short you are. You've been short your whole life. You're supposed to know the angles. You're supposed to know how to use head fakes and eye fakes to get your passes off. Moses Brown should not be wide open in the paint getting looked off. He is seven foot two. They didn't have nobody that could mess with him. What are you doing? Nobody is going to hire you. Hire you. Nobody is going to throw you no bag in the offseason. 16 million. 
If they see you not being able to feed a seven foot two dude wide open in the paint, throw the ball over the top, dude. From now on, I'm calling Jalen Brunson the $16 million man. And he might get that. Until he shows me that he deserves more. He might get, he might still, he might, he fighting for, for 16 at this point. Yeah, he might be the 14. The way it's looking, if, it's, if people are actually watching the tape on him and realize that he's not running an offense, he can get buckets. So with Shannon, little brother, and the $15 million man, boy. Frank Nielakina look like he can run an offense. Feel like he likes to set other people up. I mean, scores. we've seen him do it before. Yeah. Not even just on the Mavericks. Give me some Frank Nielakita Moses Brown minutes. I'm trying to see something. Let's see what that pick and roll look like. I've seen him do it. I've seen him with KP. I feel like he probably unlocked KP because they can't get KP the ball tonight. Had Darius Baisley look like a like prime Kevin Garnett guarding him. Tragedy. Speaking of which, <laughs> KP did his thing again where he disappeared in the second half. Until Darius Baisley started talking greasy to him, then he started to get aggressive and talking back for a couple plays. There was you don't a, play- let a dude who scored double double digit points only twice in the last five games talk shit to you, bro. It was quite embarrassing that he even thought he could talk to him. But it has similar stat lines, so it is what it is. Yeah, sure. um, <clears throat> so the Moses Brown, Josh Green, Frank Nealakina agenda should be in full effect. Again, Frank Nealakina and Trey Burke were the only two players that looked like actual point guards that could run an offense and set other people up. Trey Burke didn't really set nobody up, but he was in position to. He was getting into spaces to to do so. Josh Green took his shots with confidence. He bricked the first one, but it looked like it was on the money. It bounced. It looked like it could have went in. Second one got in the opposite corner, didn't hesitate, could splash. Better than what Reggie Bullock doing. Reggie Bullock hit the side of the backboard. He he prophesied that one, didn't he? Mm-hmm. He said, hey, he said he don't care if it hit the side of the backboard as long as you got the confidence. So he hit the side of the backboard to test that confidence. We're going to see. We're going to see how it holds up. The way I see it, the starting lineup, and tell me if you disagree. It needs to be. I'm waiting. Moses Brown. Yes. Kristaps Porzingis. Yes. Dorian Finney-Smith. Yes. Josh Green. Yes. Frank Nielakino. Or, yeah. or <clears throat> put Bullock in that starting lineup. I mean, not Bullock. Uh, Brunson. Brunson in that starting lineup because you still you still have your two defenders on the wings in Green mm-hmm. and, and, and Bullock. Green and Smith. You mean? I got Bullock on the brain. Yes, Green and Smith. <clears throat> Finney Smith. <clears throat> but I need Frank to be the first point guard off the bench. Absolutely, 100%. I agree. I was going to say that. I was going to say I'll start Brunson, but have Frank be the number one point guard off the bench. Frank is used to covering Tim Hardaway Jr.'s defensive lapses. That's going to be vital. You still have two good wing defenders in Frank and Bullock in that second unit. Maxi can be in that lineup as well. Speaking of which, Maxi tonight showed a little bit more aggressiveness than KP. He was putting the ball on the floor, getting to the middle of the lane for the midi. Don't want to see him put the ball on the floor often, but somebody had to do it. Yeah, he he was willing to be that guy. 
So it is what it is. I'll take it. Uh, I hate that he has to be in that position, but it, again, it is what it is. We got the W tonight. Uh, we went longer on this shit than I planned to. I was about to say, yeah, we going kind of long on this. Um, <clears throat> but we hit a couple of points that we needed to hit, I think, um, yeah. outside of the, the regular game stuff. So as far as basketball players go, if Luca's going to be out for an extended period of time, Moses Brown needs to be getting playing time. Frank Nielakina needs to be getting playing time. Even if that comes at the expense of guys like Tim Hardaway Jr. and Reggie Bullock. Hopefully it comes at the expense of those guys. And Dwight Powell. You have to have players that can manufacture offense. Moses Brown is a guy who can post up, get the ball, and do something with it on his own. He can go get an offensive rebound and create another possession. He can take away possessions on the other ends with block shots and just deterring people from going to the rim. Josh Green plays the passing lanes very well. Rotates to cover other people's defensive lapses. Most of his good stuff doesn't show up on the box score. He causes chaos. On the offensive end, he's he sees some pass, he sees the angle. Here's the thing about Josh Green on offense. And if you're not a baller, if you're not a hooper, if you don't see the game with a coach's eye, things of those natures, you're not gonna see these things. You're not gonna see these things. His timing on his cuts, his timing on his dives for offensive rebounds, the way he moves out of the way during certain plays and possessions to, to create advantageous situations for other guys. Those are the things that make him a more a better basketball player than a Reggie Bullock. I mean, when Reggie Bullock is only out there to shoot and he's not doing that well, it ain't hard to be a better player than Reggie Bullock. It's pointless. Yeah. And Josh Green, very aggressive digging off of his man when somebody's driving by him. He doesn't just let somebody stay on an island. That's another problem this team has. There's a lot of island defense. Guys cheat off their man for absolutely no reason. You're not helping. You're not trying to poke the ball away. You're just cheating off your man, so then you're leaving him wide open and not helping the other person who's getting drove on in 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 other sense. Frank Nielakina, Josh Green, they're going for the ball if they're coming off their man. And they're knowing that they can get back to their man if the pass goes that way, that's how defense is played. That's how you get steals. That's how you get turnovers. That's how you get into fast break. That's why those things don't happen when our regular units are playing. I'm off it. Uh, you want to take this break? Yes, please. <laughs> we'll be back after these messages. Football fans, I'm sure we all love an action-packed, high-scoring NFL game. But with the latest no-brainer, from DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL, you'll be a winner once the single point scored. New customers who bet just $1 on any team to score can win $100 in free bets. It's that simple. If Sportsbook isn't available in your state, you can still get in on the NFL action. Everyone can play huge cash prizes all season long with DraftKings Daily Fantasy Sports Contest. DraftKings has given all new customers a free shot at millions of dollars in total prizes with their first deposit. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app now. Use promo code TBPN. Bet $1 on any team to score and win $100 in free bets. If they score, you score with promo code TBPN. 
this week at DraftKings Sportsbook, an official sports betting partner of the NFL. Must be 21 or older, New Jersey, Indiana, or Pennsylvania only. New customers only. Minimum $5 deposit and $1 wager required. One per customer. Restrictions apply. See DraftKings.com sportsbook for details. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. And we are back on the Mavs Outsiders podcast. You know what? I said I was going to watch the time. I didn't watch the time. I apologize for that, but not really. Um, enjoy the content. It's our show. That's right. So today's rants, thoughts, uh, deep observations, et cetera, and so forth, come from the the governor of the team himself, Marcus Cuban. I don't know if the <laughs> Oh, you was on a roll tonight, boy. You is on a roll tonight. Not you slipping up and saying the word. Oh, man. That's twice this season. I ain't done it once yet. Like, I ain't done it once. Not one time. Man, that's crazy. Oh, uh, all I did was make my editing job harder. That's all, all right. you did. That's you know all you did. It's all good. I don't know if that's the man name, <laughs> <laughs> but Mr. Cuban decided to take the Twitter because he's frustrated because his team is ass, but he doesn't want to say that, so he says everything else possible. I, before I even get into this, I saw some dumb people. I don't care if you're a listener. I saw some dumb people talking about uh, Mark Cuban did what he did on Twitter to take attention away from Fat Luca. Shut the hell up. That's the dumbest shit ever. You're slow. That's the dumbest shit I ever heard. Facts. Let me tell my consumers, the people that spend money on my team, that they aren't real fans to take attention away from my fat player being called fat. That is the dumbest shit ever. If he wanted to stop, stop people from talking about Luca's weight, then he would put out a statement talking about how it's not right to talk about the man's weight. Stop bullying campaign. Be a star, you know. Talk about how, you know, you thought this day and this days and age, we were more sensitive to talking about people's appearances. You don't know what a person could be going through type of thing. But why that's that's what a smart person would do in that situation if they're trying to take attention away from it. No, Mark Cuban is an egotistical idiot who can't stop running his fucking mouth for five seconds. And he got loose with the tweets. So let's let's read some of these quotes. Um, I'm going to go back. So somebody said, I know Mark likes to tell us how involved he is and how much he cares about his team and basketball. However, a quick scan of his social media would lead me to believe his priorities are crypto and his TV show. Now, this, this tweet was in reference to the fact that on his timeline, all he talks about is crypto and his TV show. Mm-hmm. That's, that is factual information, folks. That's all he talks about on his timeline. You can look it up. So then Mark Cuban decided somehow that this was a way to change it to being about us. Mavs Twitter. A quick scan of my social media and my lack of NBA commentary will tell you exactly how I feel about NBA Twitter. It's toxic and useless. This coming from a man with running an organization with several sexual assault allegations as recently as this year. I ain't going to say what I've said. No, but we're toxic. <clears throat> anyway, we're the problem. Anytime a Mavs fan says something of consequence on here, I will DM them directly. Most of the rest, I just mute. I already know I'm behind the mute wall. Uh, firing Carter. 
at firing Carter said, uh, so you're admitting you just mute the opinion of most of your fan base. And Mark Cuban said, NBA Twitter is the furthest you can get from our real fan base. Twitter is the absolute worst platform to try to engage with fans. Only thing worse than NBA Twitter is hashtag Bitcoin maxis, but it's close. <laughs> so basically, let me get this straight. Me, who has been a fan of the Dallas Mavericks for 18 years, uh, I'm not a real fan because I'm on Twitter giving my opinion on the team because the product that you're putting on the floor is garbage. Oh, I'm sorry, because because the team hasn't adjusted to the new ball yet. Continue. <clears throat> so Mark Cuban, here, there's several reasons why this is a dumb statement to make. One, your team is well known as being the most foreign-friendly team in basketball. Most of your foreign fans can't come to the arena, Mark. They can't come to games. So where do they engage with other fans of your team? Online, on Twitter. That's all your for all your European, Asian, African fans are on NBA Twitter. This is how they engage with the team. And you've come out and said that you don't engage with those people. You're not interested in engaging with those people. You mute those people if they say things that you don't like to hear because you keep putting out a, some bullshit for 10 straight years and wanting us to pretend that it's filet mignon. You're not going to piss on me and tell me it's raining, motherfucker. And then Sorry. tell me I'm wrong for calling it piss. Facts. That's no, Marcus. Okay, Mark Kelly. Like, come on, we're not doing that. We're not. We're not doing that. I'm not, I, I just don't, it's, the the problem is, Twitter, NBA Twitter, Mavs Twitter is the closest to the fan base, the true fan base is you're going to get, and you're afraid to admit that because we're unhappy, and we're unhappy because the product that you're putting out is garbage. And I like that you said the closest he's going to get, because there's a proximity thing there, right? When he's at the game, he's sitting courtside, right? Mm-hmm. The people he's talking to are the people with the expensive seats, right? That's who he considers the 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 real fan base. He's not up in the nosebleeds with the people yelling and standing up and bringing their families and buying, spending their last dollars to, to get merch and concessions at your arena. You're not up there with them. You're down there with the people that don't even know the players on the team. You down there with the people that, and I believe he's actually quoted as saying, and uh, Mavs Burner, shout out Mavs Burner, first of all. Um, <clears throat> Mavs Burner actually included a Mark Cuban quote where he said, most people that don't come to basketball games for basketball. No, Mark, most of the people that you're sitting around aren't there for basketball. They just have money to spend and need some entertainment in the middle of their week or on a weekend. And they live in Dallas, so they choose to go to a Mavs game. Right. That sh- This further shows your disconnect from the fan base, Mark. You are disconnected from reality. You are disconnected from the people. And <clears throat> I noticed that a while ago. I- I'm just now getting around to uh, seeing that other people are now seeing it too. 
you not being a part of the franchise would be fantastic. I don't see that coming. <laughs> I'm just keeping it 100. I'm tired of looking at them. I'm tired of looking at them. It would be fantastic if that would occur. A better, a next, the next step would be him just not being vocal. Yeah. Going away, shutting up. That would help. Be invisible like most of the owners in the NBA. But I don't see that for happening either. So for the time being, since I'm not a real fan, because I don't live in Dallas and spend a thousand dollars a game on my seat and sit there doing everything but watching the game and not knowing half the players on the team. I will not be spending another dollar on Dallas Mavericks merchandise. I will not be spending another dollar on tickets in Mark Cuban's arenas. If he gets a new one, won't be at that bitch. Uh, I might check the Mavs out on the road. You will not be getting another dollar of my money for any any way, shape, or form. I might even stop buying dude wipes because I, I heard you you in on dude wipes. I might, I might have to switch to the Cottonelle or some shit. I, I ain't going to hold you, brother. It It is some Mavs gear I seen on the shop that I like. So <laughs> I'm just, just See, this is this there. is if, if, if we have people like this in the revolution, we'd still be on the back of the bus. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> be on the back of the bus with this era. <clears throat> it's Man, all we still though. are on the back of the bus. When black people get on the bus, where they we like to go? We chose to get there. We chose to sit there now. It's different. Rosa Parks rolling in her grave right now. <laughs> we chose to sit in the back. It's different when you're being forced to and when you're choosing to. Yeah, okay. It's like, no, I ain't gonna go there. Don't, um, don't. <clears throat> so yeah, that's that's where I'm at with it. Um, I'm glad. I, I, I don't enjoy it. I was about to be. I, I really don't enjoy Dallas that much, to be honest. I've been there several times. I can't think of anything I want to do again when I go there that I can't do somewhere else. So thank you, Mark Cuban, for for saving me some extra trips to a city I don't enjoy. I God go damn, he's he's not the mayor, bro. You ain't have to, <laughs> I don't, I don't you care, ain't had to do that to Dallas. They ain't deserve that. Like it ain't for me. That's I still want to go to Dallas. You ain't so, been, so I, have I said been. I still want to go. I know you should do that. I ain't gonna judge you. I ain't gonna hold you. You go to Dallas, man. Let's 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 we, that, we taking too long on this. No, we not. We taking the right <laughs> amount of time. You do that, I will be in other places. Um, <laughs> thank you, Mark Cuban, for freeing me from the shackles. But I'm still tied to this team. It is what it is. Um, did you did we miss anything that we needed to hit there? Do you, you want wanna, me to you say this? Drop the Haralabon quote. We can get yeah. that off just to get it out. Actually, let's let's. This is going to be a <clears throat> mic drop moment. We've talked all of this stuff about Mark Cuban. How bad he is at his job. How it'd be great if he sells the team. This is what he said to a man who worked within his organization, scouted within his organization, gave him information within his organization for at least half a decade. Okay? Then he tried to brush it off as, hey, we're good friends. We're just playing. I just want you to know that. And I quote, Play a game of basketball first, then we can talk. The impact of different balls will not be the same for every player. There actually will be players who shoot the new ball better, others that shoot the ball worse. Not everyone uses the seams, grips the same when they shoot. This is a guy This is a guy he paid for 10 years to make basketball decisions in his organization 
You are on Twitter telling him to play a game of basketball before he speaks on basketball. But you paid him for 10 years to make basketball decisions within your organization. I have nothing nice to say. Let's take another commercial break. I'm, I'm out. I'm out. We'll be back after these messages. So, I know you uh, you probably got used to hearing bibs for a while on this ad, but uh, I'm going to take over the reins again uh, to tell you a bit about our ad, our sponsor, Anchor. Uh, back in 2020, during the pandemic, I finally took the opportunity to start my own podcast. The only issue was I had no idea where to start. Um, I didn't have any podcast equipment. Uh, no camera, no microphone, you know, uh, any things that you see in a studio. But what I did have was my cell phone, and that's why I discovered the Anchor app. Anchor is the perfect app for new podcasters, for beginning podcasters, for people to start their very own podcast. Anchor has tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or computer, like I mentioned. When hosting on Anchor, you can distribute your podcast through other platforms like Spotify, Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, and more. So it's doing most of the work for you. All you have to do is hit play, press record, and get your work out there to the world. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. And the best thing of all, Anchor is totally free. And on top of it being free... You can acquire your own sponsors like the ad I'm doing right now through Anchor. So you have an app for free that you can possibly make money off of. Seems like a fantastic deal to me. If you're interested in starting your own podcast with the Anchor app, make sure you download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started today. Tell them Reese sent you. And we back. Uh, we probably could have done a whole episode on that bullshit, but we already spent too much time with uh, on this pod. Uh, it's going to be over an hour. I don't care. Um, Reese, hit us with your unsung hero. I'm, I'm curious who it's going to be. The Mavs outsider, un, unsung hero of the week, goes to, and I'm excited about this one. Giving y'all a long drum roll for this one. Moses Brown. Let my Moses hoop. (laughs) Parted the Red Sea of the glass ceiling that is the Dallas Mavericks. Shattered through. Got into the rotation and showed that he can contribute better than the quote unquote bigs on this team. A.K.A. Dwight Powell and Maxi Kleber. Shout out to, and I'm air quotes, shout out to the Dallas Mavericks social media account who tried to make it seem like, oh, Mavs Twitter, this one is for you. Nah, shut up. This is for Moses. This ain't for us. It's for Moses. Shout out Moses Brown. Continue to prosper, young king. We rooting for you. Hashtag start Moses. Now, I'm going to kick it to Bibbs. For the weekly forecast, Bibbs. Thank you, Reese. You know, uh, Moses is a, a guy I've been hoping to see a lot more of, and hopefully that uh, we continue to see that. 
But let's get into these games for the week. We've got three on the docket. We got a weird gap in the schedule here. I, I guess they wanted to give them extra days off to watch the Spider-Man movie. But uh, first, starting this week, we're going Monday against the Charlotte Hornets, or more like the Greensboro Swarm, because half their team is in COVID protocols. Uh, no LaMelo Ball, no Luka Doncic is this one. I apologize to those of you who bought tickets to this tragic affair. Uh, but hopefully you get to see some Moses minutes. Hopefully you get to see some Josh Green claiming that two spot and some Frank uh, Kina. Uh the Mavs should not even be competitive with the Hornets in this game, but I wouldn't be surprised if we are moving forward in the week. We do play the Los Angeles Lakers who are in a bad way right now with AD being questioned. Should people asking if he should be removed from the NBA 75 list? Uh, it's pretty hard for him out there. It's hard out here for a pimp and KP versus AD should be the match of underperforming big men of the century. Moving forward, the last game of the week is at Minnesota. Recently, Ant Edwards, one of my favorite microphone players in the league right now, came out and said that KP is the most intimidating force at the realm in the league. So that means his nuts will be resting on KP's neck uh, in this game. At some point in time, we can go ahead and prepare for that the, the memes the gifs the the videos the 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 fillet videos the uh the, the dj michi Meech video everybody's gonna get some fun out of the this this moment that's gonna happen here uh they're probably gonna play the clip with ant saying he's the most intimidating force and then gonna play the clip of him ruining kp's life and night and uh everything else that everybody likes if we lose to the timberwolves i'm gonna be pissed i'm gonna keep it 100 i don't care if luca plays or not hopefully he doesn't reese back to you I don't know. I'm just saying the accent went out a couple times during that. I just, I just want you to know. But uh, I mean, yeah, that's um, <clears throat> that's interesting. Uh, I don't have much to say about that. But I will be pissed if we lose to the Timberwolves as well. All right, we got three games. Which, what, do you, what is your record, hope, and or expectation? Consider Luca potentially may not play any of these games. My hope. Two and one. Expectations. One and two. We better go two and one. Peace.